0: Florida's a pretty cool place It's very diverse and people don't realize it's that It's not just diverse. a beach Like you can, like Ocala is gorgeous You know, the horse farms And the the huge like oak trees With the moss yeah. coming down I mean it's, Florida is, And then you have all the orange groves in the middle and
1: One of my former pastors Moved down there. Serves at a church down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. in Ocala. Yeah. They built. They built a house. I was watching this process unfold on social media. They were. They kind of had to clear some trees out. Um, but their house is a, is amongst those those massive trees. Oh uh, yeah. I love it. That's kind of a dream of mine. Like to have a house kind of in the woods. Uh huh. You know. Hmm. A little private and just some things to explore and.
0: Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Like Joe and I have talked about, like. We love Omaha, but we are not retiring here. Like well, you can
1: find a house in the woods here.
0: Well, but we're not. Oh, we are, why the cold? When I am seventy, I am not dealing with this cold you don't and have a this, furnace. No, I am not dealing with the snow and all that. Hmm. So, so I, heat I and humidity is your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a retirement community? What's yes. The, what's the air set at? Like eighty. Yeah. They love it. I'm going to be that way, too. So I'll,
1: of, go, I'll go live in Florida. Kind of living through that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Although she... What, what uh, do your in-laws keep it at? Well, it... it was, if they uh, ever listen to the podcast, they're going to hear themselves a they lot. They don't
1: listen to podcasts. They told me that.
0: Right. I was like,
1: why not? What else do you have to do? Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> when old. I'm retired, I just sit around. That's all I'm going to do. Just sit yeah. around... Watch the news and listen to podcasts. Uh it was uh it hit a good seventy four, um sometime this weekend, seventy four, seventy five. Mm. Yeah. Bob's gone. Bob flew down. Actually Mary left today too. So mm. so got the place to myself, You're now. You're in
0: charge of the thermostat.
1: I I'm in charge of everything. I'm the yeah. only adult <laughs> in yeah. the house, in the homestead. <laughs> Do whatever I want.
0: Yeah.
1: Walk around, you know, like I would typically walk around and mm-hmm. it's great. Nice. Make as much noise as I want. You're you're the boss. Scream at my children at a at the, the rate that I would typically. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to now. Now, Cameron, we don't speak to we don't speak that way. It's like, mm-hmm. what'd you say?
0: Mm-hmm. I'll end you. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I could say that stuff now.
0: Right. Yeah. Feel free to be the dad you're called to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Oof.
1: clears throat> yeah. So anyway. Huh so, you think you'll retire in Florida?
0: Somewhere warm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the Ocala area. I'd retire there. Sounds like. You got the beautiful horse farms, the big trees. Like, yeah. <clears throat> Joe has always wanted a horse. Close to Disney? Yeah, you're close to Disney, close to beaches. Not that you care trip. about
1: that when you retire.
0: Well, yeah, yeah you do. Disney? You want the grandkids to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good thinking. Yeah. Come visit. Yeah. Because we're either going to live where our kids are or be in a place that they would want to come a lot. Right. Hmm. You know, if they're all spread out. Because I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. I want to go to all the little games and, you know, concerts and all that stuff.
1: Do you think you'll scream and yell at your grandkids' basketball games like you do your own kids?
0: Probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help it, man. Yeah, I was hoarse on Sunday because, you know, the girls the, they played so well. And and I'm not a negative yeller at all. Like I'm a, mm-hmm. I, I learn all the kids' names, you know, and watch them and encourage them and yell and and. Uh, but yeah, I'm loud and I I just get all worked up and, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Peyton played a great game and they the the whole team did and Delaney's team whooped up. That was fun. Just watching them kind of click, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I. The second game was Peyton's game, and Joe kept poking me. She was like, "Stop! You are, you are not going to have a voice tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. stop."
1: You were definitely hoarse.
0: I was, but for a good reason.
1: Got to root on those girls. No, it's really hard to, to, hold back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not because it's. Life or death, <laughs> or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for encouragement's sake, you know, yeah, you want them to, you want them to feel supported, and and you want them to um, take direction and and do the things that that work, so that they can f- experience that and feel it, and yeah. you know, learn. It's so well, much fun. I love I, it.
0: You know. I don't think I can help it, but, you know, I love the idea that one day my kids will be like, my dad was my biggest and loudest fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, like You should coach. Nah, that kind of takes the fun out of it.
1: You think? Oh, yeah. I disagree. I I'm, disagree.
0: I'm helping with Delaney's team, but, you know, mm-hmm. Mrs. Dartman's the coach, Shelly Dartman. Yeah. Um, and I just get a, you know, like, put your hands up on defense. You know, just stuff like that. like, I got no problem doing that. But the thing that I've, that
1: I've appreciated about coaching is that where if I tell my own kid to do something, um, just one-on-one, they may not be inclined to do it. But when I tell other people's kids to do something and they do it, then my kids are like, Oh, well, I should do that too.
0: Does that Hmm. make sense? Positive peer pressure.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Um, y- you know, like middle school age kids are—they don't think you're the smartest. Mm-hmm. You know, your own kids, rather, like they don't think that dad's the smartest person. But when I tell somebody else to do something and they do it and it works, they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, so they, you have another. He got they lucky. have another reference." He-
0: he I, got one right,
1: yeah, he must somebody else must have <laughs> told them that somebody told him to say that, uh so there's that um, but plus it's just that extra time with them mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah, that's a couple fun.
1: extra hours a day, which is nice, yeah, and I love the game, and we put seventy one points on the board on yeah. Saturday,
0: yeah, I got some emails saying that there's a member of your staff that's not acting in a godly manner, running up the score and <laughs> He was yelling, dunk it in her face. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, that would be my, That'd be 14. the other coach. That'd be the other coach.
0: Wasn't that the score, 71-14? Yeah. How do you know? Because you told me on Sunday. Did I tell you? Yes. I was bragging about it yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> it's a little bit of a run and... I mean, who are you, Georgia? <laughs> that... Wow. You know, I I <sighs> looked forward to that. And hmm. within, you know, the first 30 minutes, it was like, well... Honey, what do you want to watch? I mean, that wasn't even watchable. We had basketball practice from like
1: 7 to 8.30 last night. And so I missed, you know, the, the first half. And one of the dads that came to pick up his daughters was like, you curious how's the game, how the game's going? I was like, is Georgia blowing them out? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't expect. The, the, the thing is like, then they put their, their second string and third stringers in and they kept scoring.
0: Like, what do yeah. you do? Well, I mean, once TCU went down like that, I mean, you're, you're on the national stage. You're mm-hmm. th- There's just no recovery from that. Because Joe was asking, like, why, how come they can't turn this around? You know, and, and you know, football, it can be kind of simple. You know, once you're down 21, you only have one option left. Like, we got to go for it. You know, we got to throw it. We got to, you know, get back in the game. And once Georgia knows that... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, it's like a boa constructor just <laughs> slowly squeezing. Okay, we've got you one dimensional. We know exactly what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna come after it. Yeah. And then it's just a never ending cycle.
1: Not to mention just the mentality. Yeah. You know, when you're, you're beat. When you're beat, um, everybody's posture changes. Yeah. You start to um look at your teammates and say, Hey, you're not getting it done. Why did you do this? Why didn't you right. do that? Yeah, you lose, Stuff you you like lose your...
0: Your bravado, like composure's gone, moxie, yeah. yeah.
1: That like there's, there's something to be said about momentum and and um, and just like positivity and mm-hmm. and how much of an impact that would have in any in any sport. You yeah. know, um,
0: a lot like the poor girls that played your team. Yeah, yeah. Seventy-one to fourteen. Are you proud of yourself? You crushed I am. some little girls. Well,
1: so it got to the, you <clears throat> got to the point where, um, we so. Once you're up by 15 points, you can't full court press anymore. So that happened pretty quick. So we had to pull that back. And then once you get up by, what's the rule, 25, then you can't guard them outside the three-point line.
0: So And then once you're up by 50, you have to go down a girl. Right,
1: (laughs) go down play (laughs) four or five. Uh, Not a bad idea. But they still missed out their shots. And so we just fast break, and I, and I was like, "Stop! Like yeah. rebound, we'll hold the ball, dribble it up slowly." You know, Right. but it, it, how do you how are you going to tell them to not, you know, right. not play the game? They still have to play the game, mm-hmm. and we got beat Thursday night, um, pretty solidly. Uh, so it was good to see them rebound, no pun intended, come back from that loss and just be happy, and mm-hmm. cause we played like trash mm-hmm. on Thursday. I don't know whose team that was. It wasn't my team.
0: Yeah. No. wasn't your coaching.
1: No, it was the other guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at one point, you and know, I were just sitting. I never sit. I pace. Mm-hmm. We were just both sitting on the bench, you know, like looking at each other, shrugging like, okay,
0: well, we'll just write a, this one off. Not our night.
1: Not our night. Not our night. Mm. But good time.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: It's Sunday. Sunday, 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 second in the series, a happy new year, right? Yeah. Happy new year, Sunday. And I was just listening to, so I listened to, to all three messages on, on Sunday and, and, um, you know, makes a guy think quite a bit about the company he keeps, but it was, uh, It was good to go back and listen to it again this morning, which I did (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the way here just to get, you know, a little refresher. And it's funny, I hear it differently every single time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you, you preached on, on who you're surrounding yourself with and, uh, the importance of, uh, fellow Christian relationships and, um, accountability. And, um, also, uh, you, you discussed the type of relationships that are, um, potentially pulling you away from your faith and that are damaging, and um, certainly, certainly some points that we can all we can all take beyond mm-hmm. Sunday and into the week and into our workplaces and into our friendship relationships and into our familial relationships. Um, but
0: yeah, um, it, it was week two of. <clears throat> Five ways God helps you grow, Um, which I, you know, I am really excited about this because I I just think it's so cool that that the God of the universe is in your corner. Like, hey, you want to get better at that? Like, I want you to get better at that, too. Hey, you want to cut that out of your life? I want you to cut that out of your life, too. Like, the God of the universe is like out there, like trying to support you, equip you, and help you to be the better version of you that you want to be. Not because it saves you, not because then you're more, you know, like, you're already saved if you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. That's already done. But in this life, he wants to see something better for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's just so crazy, you know? And, And so, yeah, week one was all about, like, there's power in his word. And the more you read it, the more you hear it, the more you like, it'll change you. And, and then this week was about like, God actually puts people in your life to help increase your faith. Like kind of what I just said earlier, positive peer pressure, Mm -hmm. like God literally is trying to put people in your life That he wants you to build deeper relationships with. That are going to push you and challenge you and encourage you into being stronger in your faith. And that's so cool. You know? Um, And what, what we talked about is there are no neutral relationships. There are no. And we do believe that. We're like, oh, I got these three friends that are, you know, kind of church friends. And I got these three friends that are kind of bad influences, toxic, you know, and then everybody else is just neutral. Mm -hmm. And God's like, no, there are no neutral. Like they're either pushing you towards me or pulling you away from me. Mm -hmm. Everyone in some way, shape or form in their in your relationship. And God was like, look, outnumber them, (laughs) you know, like surround yourself with good godly people mm. and watch the influence and the the impact that's going to have on your life. Um and that's not to say that people are perfect and and that your Christian friends aren't at times going to mess up and sin and but but if they're good Christian friends watching that forgiveness and that repentance and that that remorse you know is is good for you because then it gives you freedom you know like i'm not saying like all of your christian friends are going to be perfect relationships i'm not saying that but i am saying that the more you surround yourself with that the the better it the better it can equip your faith Mm -hmm. if you let it um and so yeah that was that was what we sorry that was what we talked about is throughout the bible god's done this like, you, you can go back thousands of years in the Old Testament and see, you know, and I talked about David and Jonathan and, you know, like hmm. the incredible friendship that they had and and how <clears throat> David, you know, needed Jonathan to, hmm. to make a big decision and to, to move and go on and leave, you know, and... um and then you take, like, Ruth and, and Naomi, and Naomi was in such a hard position, and Ruth was there in her crisis to be with her, and then you could jump to the New Testament with with Mark, and, you know, a lot of us have probably felt this, that, like, he had Paul in his life to kind of call him out and hold him accountable and, and um, put consequences on him, and that helped, because then one day, once he regained that trust from Paul, I'm sure that was a huge moment for him, of saying, like, wow, Paul... Paul has said, like, I turned it around, like, that was a big moment. But then there was Barnabas, who was his friend, who, when Paul kind of boots him to the curb, it's like, I'm not leaving you there, bud. I'm coming with you, and I'm going to encourage you, and I'm going to walk with you, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to rehabilitate you to to get you back in the game, you know? Um, so we see the power of good godly friendships all throughout the Bible, and that applies to us, too. Mm. God has put in, you know, I, I talked about some of the relationships I've had in my life yeah. that have molded and shaped my life. Um, I didn't talk about the negative ones. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to call that out in the sermon. Like, here are the people I hung out with that I shouldn't have. Well, I was hoping you were saving that for the podcast. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> now it's time to drop some names. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, yeah, look, when I, when I was in high school and college, there was a couple of girls I dated I shouldn't have. And and I'm not putting any blame on them, um, uh, but our our relationships weren't weren't godly, you know, and it pulled me further away. Um, I remember when you know I talked about a couple of the good guys at FCA um, that there was these couple of football players that I, I hung out with that um, they they walked the walk, and and not many people in high school walk the walk. And they did, and but there was this other group of FCA, you know, like, uh, and they're high school kids and stuff like that. But I remember there was a group that there was this huge, huge church in town, um, and they had a youth group that would have like a thousand kids, like they would, and every every Wednesday night was like a, a massive production, you know, like just this, you know, there were speakers and skits and you know games i mean it was just this huge production and everybody went you know like it was kind of if you were a a high school christian like it was kind of everybody went you know even if it wasn't your church Mm -hmm. and there was a group of the fca kids that would go and then drink in the parking lot afterwards Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like and and that's what i mean as like um because at first i was like oh you can do that like you know you you go to church and then you can like do stuff on the side. Like you don't have to. And then there were these three guys, you know, that really walked the walk, really held up, really called that stuff out really, you know, and didn't associate with those kids and didn't, you know, like, and I was like, Oh, okay. You know, like, and, and so like I could have chosen which way I wanted to go and I could have used either influence to, to influence me. And, um, I think, I think this plays dividends right now, especially for the young people because you get with the wrong crowd as a young person it can really impact your life. And I know as a young person you don't think that. But a lot of us where we are at today was it is a direct result of what we were doing when we were in high school and college and stuff like that. Um we the kids that kind of wised up and still had fun but maybe you know kind of didn't make the big mistakes or didn't um didn't focus on the wrong things of school and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like they ended up doing a little better, you know, and, um, the people that got kind of lost in high school and really got into the wrong crowd, you, you can see where they ended up and and where they kind of bottomed out and stuff like that. And so the, the people we surround ourselves with is a big deal. I mean, I'm sure it's played out in your life. Um, and, and, you know, I look at my own and, Um, and we're, we're going to get into in week four the impact we have on other people. Um, but I, I can definitely look at my life and see the, that there were seasons of my life where I was a very bad influence on other people. Um, and, and then I can also look and see when other people were a really bad influence on me, like, especially my college days, the, the entire, the, my year and a half at UCF, um, A lot of it was me. I was a bad influence Mm -hmm. to others, you know, because I grew up in a strict household. And, um, like, my my stepmom was the one, like, if I was saying I was going to a friend's house, she would call (laughs) to make sure parents were there. (laughs) So, like, when my friends were like, hey, like, come over and then we'll go over to this party. And, and, or, the you know, my parents are out of town and I'm going to have some people over and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't go because I knew my parents would blow it up, you know, like. And so when I got to college it was like I'm doing all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the party. I'm going to every party. I'm going to everything. I'm I'm you know, I was so angry I had missed out on all this stuff, yeah. you know. And uh and I was probably the bad influence to most of my group, but yeah. they were there with me and it, you know, and and there was things that you know, I, I talk about this, but my uh three of my roommates were engineering majors or two of them were engineering majors and they built a double for a project they built a double kegerator out of an industrial fridge, (laughs) you know? So we had, um, bud and bud light at like 34 degrees at all times, you know, (laughs) kegs. We didn't have food in the house. (sighs) And and I, I remember one day, you know, like my sister came over and she was like, you've got a problem. And I was like, what? And like, I'm, I'm eating Cheerios with beer because we don't have any milk. We don't have any, you know, like, and I'm, and she's like you you have a problem. And I was like, oh my gosh. I think I do. Mm. Like that was like the first time of like you know, this is this might be beyond just like, oh I'm a college kid, you know? Because like other kids were partying but still going to class. I wasn't. Mm. Halo was out. I was playing Halo every day. Uh you know, we'd sit and watch, you know, Super Troopers and old school, <laughs> you know, 5 times in one day and you know we were going surfing and we were sleeping in and we were partying every night and we you know and i had that group to run with and and uh and it was bad for me and and, and like i said it wasn't i i couldn't handle it some of them you know still graduated and did fine i couldn't handle it i i flunked out you know and um and if it wasn't for god in, in my deepest, darkest, you know, kind of rock bottom there of having to flunk out and go home and, you know, admit like I've kind of lost control here. Like, and in that moment, that's when God, you know, came to me and was like, you're going to be a pastor, um, and pulled me out of that life. Um, yeah, I have no idea where that life was headed, you know? And, and, you know, when I told my dad, you know, cause it was a Thursday night that I called him and I was like, Hey, You've warned me and warned me and warned me and, me and punished me and punished me and punished me as best you could from long distance, you know, but I've done it. I've partied my way out of school and I've messed up and he picks me up Saturday morning, you know, or he says like, I'm coming to pick you up Saturday morning. I want an answer for what you're doing with your life. And that night, Thursday night, I have a dream. I'm supposed to be a pastor. Like if my dad had, cause he, you know, I, I tell the story. I said it and I had no idea what his response would be and I could hear him sniffling on the phone. He was like, Whatever it takes, we'll do it. And I was like, Whoa. If my dad hadn't responded that way, which he had every right not to, you know, I was on I was on I think like a full ride or like a mostly full ride to UCF, mm-hmm. you know, and and they didn't have those kinds of scholarships at Concordia. You know, we were we we're gonna be paying for Concordia you know, out of state, you know, and, uh, to, to go to the, to the Lutheran school, to be a pastor. And, um, he had every right to be like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You've lost your mind. I don't know where my life would be right now. Yeah. You know, if I had gone home and, and even then, you know, like I started working at the shrimp shack and, <laughs> um, and that wasn't a good influence on me. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting ready. Cause I, I had to wait a semester, um, at home and i took uh some community college classes to get my grades back up you know got a couple a's to turn things around and but that wasn't a great like you know eventually you go out and you hang out with some people from work and stuff and i was just like and that was my first glance of like i don't want this life right this is not who i want to be at 25 you know like these these people they were nice but like they were they were lost Mm -hmm. you know they were lost and that was a, an eye opener for me of like, I'm not getting caught in this crowd. Like I'm going to show up, I'll be friends with these people, but like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to study, get these grades up, you know, get out to Texas and, and I'm going to turn things around. Um, and and it's incredible, the good godly people, because I, I didn't mention Jared, but uh, when I got to Concordia, uh, my roommate was a guy in the same boat as me. It was Jared Juzak, and, and he was going to be a, a youth leader, and I was studying to be a pastor, and, you know, he had gone to school for two years doing something else and kind of had a life change of, like, I want to get into church work, so we kind of entered in at the same, same time, thing. and we, they put us together as roommates, and and uh, and if it w- wasn't for Jared, you know, like, I do think, you know, because Concordia's the, they have a Christian, you know, focus, but there's still kids there that that's not their focus and not their heart. And there was drinking and partying and sex and drugs. And there was still stuff, not to the scale of what I was used to at UCF, but there, there was that if you wanted to find that, you know, and, um, and Jared, you know, was kind of that positive influence of like, no, we're not hanging out with them. No, we're not going over there. No. You know, like, and, and he really, you know, kind of helped me in those beginning years of once again, like having that role that, that accountability partner of just like, we're going to walk the walk. We're going to do this together. Like we're not getting into all that stuff. And, um, and it's just incredible all throughout my life, how God has put the right friends in at the right time to be the right influence. Um, and so, you know, like the thing is, is almost everyone's testimony has a person in it. Like there, I, I, I have never in my entire Christian life heard a testimony that was like, um, I figured it out all on my own. No one helped me. I found God. I did the. You know, like there was always somebody that encouraged, influenced, or maybe even challenged of like, I couldn't answer this person and I had to wrestle with it. You know, like there's always somebody. Um, and, and what I've tried to encourage people in, in the Sunday is like, who's your somebody's and are you listening to them and are you making more time for them and making them a priority? You know, like, you know, cause I think, I think there's some people that get busy and they live life and they do what they're doing and, and they're like, Oh, you know, I always like when I bump into that person, you know, and they're such a, and it's like, but I only bump into them every, you know, when we come to church once a month and <laughs> when we, uh, I bump into them in the store for five minutes, I'm always like, Oh, I wish I would hang out with them more yeah. because they're just such a good influence on me. And it's like, so call them up and get coffee. Mm. Call them up and say, I could, I could really use your friendship in my life. <laughs> you know, like, who wouldn't respond? Who, you know, who gets that phone call and is like, Yeah. Can't make time for that. Yeah, don't care. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that's the challenge is, are you seeking out? those godly relationships are you making them a priority are you growing in them or you know like it's one of those things some people show up to small groups they're like okay i'll do this small group thing Mm. and then they sit there and you know what they don't do they don't share they don't engage they don't uh you know and they're like small groups what you know like it's nice to hang out with them they're nice friends and it's like you're not getting anything out of this or what
1: you know what kind of trash are they bringing to the small group
0: Right, yeah. they're they're the bad influence one. They're right. they're the one constantly get taking people it, off, getting them off, off track, like getting or, them off. You know, know like because it's getting too deep, it's getting gossipy, too real. I know. don't want to get there. You know, yeah. like yeah, and so like like are you are you diving in to what God's calling you to? Are you using the people around you the way God wants you to use them yeah. to get what you're supposed to get out of them, which is encouragement to your faith, growth in your faith, um, and. Uh, And so, yeah, that was, that was kind of the challenge of it, but I just talked for like 20 minutes, your turn. It's like (laughs) you just
1: gave another sermon. That's what I love about this. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really something though, um, just to, to make a quick point about it that you, um, you can actually reflect on your own message. Like you prepare for it, you narrow it down to 20 minutes, you deliver it a few times. And now a couple of days later, you get a chance to reflect on on some of it too mm-hmm. because um as a pastor your <laughs> you know your sermons are for yourself as well yeah you know it's not just for everybody else so yeah I think there's there's there are there are several people um for me as well uh throughout my life and and some very similar stories as yours, you know. It's like Share one you know, or two. Get on the right path and then, <laughs> then you're like Okay, yeah, I'm, not, I'm doing this now, and now we're gonna go here and do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, actually, that's not, that's not right. The, I'd say maybe one of the most influential people, you'll like this story. Um, somebody who's just constantly, who is constantly after me, just constantly after me. Mm-hmm. And I shunned him and I pushed him away, and, and I was like, no, that's not for me. And whatever you think you see in me, Mm-hmm. you're wrong. You're naive. You don't know. And uh, I couldn't have been more wrong, but that's Sean Chapman. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. you are going
0: to say that. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's been after me for years, you know, and, and, uh, and then we, um, had an opportunity to work together and, and create together and, and worship together and lead together. And, um, and then, you know, we separated because of, you know, we both left that church, um, and, uh, and moved on and, uh, he moved up to Queens, New York <laughs> and he's still after me, man. Like he's, he's still pretty consistent about it, but he will say this, like he's been in, he's been back to town a couple of times and he'll just say straight up, man, you're a hard guy to be friends with. He's...
0: <laughs> 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 and do you think that's true? Oh yes.
1: Yeah. yeah because, um, because he'll constantly, you know, text me, call me, you know, be after me for different things. And I just go dark, you know, mm-hmm. like I won't reply or just get busy and eh, later. Eh, yeah, eh, maybe not. Not now, you know. Yeah. And that guy's always doing something. Yes. And so it's like eh, the next time, the next thing, yeah. your next idea, you know. So, yeah, he's like, you're a hard guy to be friends <laughs> with. I'm like, I know. I know, brother. I know. But, he, you know, we, we're the same age, but we're in different seasons of life. You know, he is he's a the senior. the same age? Sean and I,
0: yeah. Oh, I thought he was younger than you. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, I, mean, he's, I. Of course, everybody says that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why, because he's immature? No, I was going to say he so much more energy. <laughs> what? You don't think I have? Oh, how dare you? Well, he's like, go, Do You think go, I, go, I go, lack go, go. energy?
0: No, I'm just saying he is like the Energizer Bunny. That, bo- that boy is always on the go. I know. And he's always, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: I know that that the balance in our relationship was he'd be like, I got a great idea. I'm like, that's a terrible idea.
0: Yeah.
1: How about we do this? That's dumb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. that was,
0: he was always bringing things to the table.
1: Yeah. You know, that's what he did. And they weren't all great ideas,
0: but some mm-hmm. of them were. And, um, well, what were some of the things that you, like you said, he always saw things in you and encouraged you and built you up. Sure, like what were yeah. some of the things that it helped with?
1: Um, getting, you know, sort of getting into a couple weeks out, but using spiritual gifts. Yeah. You know, he's like, you have a gift for this. You have a gift for that. You should be using it. Yeah. You know,
0: I I know God identified that in you and called it out Oh, all the time. He's like, we're
1: going to go to lunch. You know, we go
0: to lunch with, with uh, Charles (laughs) sitting (laughs) there at Buffalo wall wings.
1: I'm like, I don't know what you guys, what you churchy guys are talking about, but I'm, I'm busy with my life here. And
0: you ordered a salmon salad.
1: No, not then. (laughs)
0: I probably took down 36 wings or something,
1: (laughs) but, um, yeah, that, that was it being involved. Um, um, he, he, for the longest time, he's like, I I think, I think you need to be a pastor, man. You know? And then he did that SMP program. And once he got into that, he's like, you got to do it with me. I'll help you. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. I'll do it with you because I'm already like, I'll be a year ahead of you and it's hard, but I'll help you, you know? And. So that, like that kind of stuff that he was just constantly, constantly bringing to me. Um, and I did a good job of like trying to shut him down mm-hmm. most, like 90% of the time. I'm like, no, nah, uh-uh. no, nope, not now, maybe yeah. later, never, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, the, but I'm for, for how he was, how he was that for me, that person for me, I know he was probably that person for so many others, Yeah. you know, and, and. Uh, to this point we 've talked about those people being influential in our lives and and how they 've directed us one way and not the other, and how god's used those people to uh, to protect us and guard us mm-hmm. and, and and guide us in ways uh, and I think that we need to look in the mirror and 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 also say you know not only who are those people for us, and who do we need to be spending our time with. You know, for our own faith walk, for our own um, growth and development, but also who do we need to
0: help in that same way? Right. You know, and that's what we're going to get into in week four. Is God's exactly what Sean did for you? You have these spiritual gifts. You can encourage these people yeah. in these way. You can use what God is giving you in a special way to help others. Mm-hmm. How? To, and, and the more you do that, the more you you tap into. Who God's called you to be? The more your faith grows, the more you see God in your life as you do these things. Um, yeah, so that's week four that we get into. Now, how do we take this and use it? Yeah, but cash you personal a personal question? Yeah. Oh,
1: if you had, live, yeah, right now, let's
0: do yeah. it. If <laughs> you if you had jumped into pastoral ministry back when he told you, mm-hmm. how do you think your life would be different now? <sighs> hmm.
1: well i that's a great question. I don't know that we'd be here necessarily hmm. you know um, yeah, maybe we'd be elsewhere off like he is, you know, like he made yeah. a huge move mm-hmm. for him and, his, and for his family. I don't know that we'd necessarily be in this in this community mm-hmm. um so geographically that's that's yeah. the difference um personally um I don't know. I haven't really thought about it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I know one of the things I love about you is you can get into places I can't. Because I have the pastor tag mm-hmm. on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like I had this happening yesterday. You know, we we have new neighbors, a homosexual couple. and um, And we've talked and been nice, you know. But I knew at some point the what do you do is going to come up, you know. And and it came up last night. Oh, you know, oh, for the first time. Yeah. Oh wow! Because uh, this has
1: been a little. This has been a few months, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you know, like nice guys, and you know, we say hi, you know, and you know, but we were outside playing, and yep. you know, he came over, and um, and they have like five dogs, and so he brought like he's like we got like 10 of these balls like does your dog want one you know and all that they're super nice you know and you know so we sat and chatted and and all this stuff and and uh finally it came up you know like what what do you do you know and i was like well i'm pastor at grace hill church and he's like oh what kind of church is that you know and i said lutheran and and he was like now what what kind of lutheran and i was like (laughs) Oh, man, like he knows, you know, like, and and it turns out, yeah, his mom was Lutheran and his dad was Catholic. Okay. Um, and, uh, and his mom was LCMS. Uh And so when he came out, um, his, the church made his grandpa resign as an elder when he came out. And I was like, ah, you know, like that's, that's wrong. I'm sorry. You know, like that, it shouldn't be like that, you know, like, you know, that that's wrong, you know? And, um. And I, and I said, look, you know, like Lutheran's a big box, you know, like there's there's people all over. And he's like, so you're so you're like the strict Lutheran, you know, like, and I was like, we're the Bible believing Lutheran. But I said, but we believe all the Bible. I said, I said, do we, do we call homosexuality a sin? Yes, we call it a sin. But we also call lust a sin. We also call, um, you know, sleeping around a sin. We also call, you know, you know, like, and I went through the whole list, like all of it. All the sexual immorality, all of it, you know, going to the strip clubs and um, uh, prostitution and, uh, you know, molestation and rape and it, all of it, sin, all sin. And I said, and I said, and the truth is, is Jesus' blood covers my sin just like it covers your sin. And and he was like, okay. And he was like, I, I understand that. Like, and and he was like, you know, like. I went to a church for a little while and he said in my, my pastor, she said that, um, you know, like the old Testament ways are gone, you know, like, uh, and so like all the, you know, that whole speech of, you know, like we don't kill anybody because they wear three strands of, you know, cords anymore. And I I said, yeah, yeah. Like Jesus came and he, he didn't abolish the the old Testament, but he fulfilled the old Mm -hmm. Testament. And I said, but throughout the new Testament, there's still laws given, and sexual immorality is one of them. And, and I said, and, and look, like, I think the most true Bible verse in, in all of the Bible is in Second Timothy where it says, um, all of humankind finds what their itching ears want to hear. Mm-hmm. I said, absolutely, you can find some churches that say within sexual immorality, homosexual relationships isn't included in that. It's not in that. It's, you know, the rape and the, you know, incest and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I said, but the reality is, is it is, you know, like I said, but the truth is, is like, you, you know, and, and I told him, I was like, you know, I have a cousin that that's homosexual, Lauren and, and, you know, we've had the talk, you know, and, and I was like, look, Lauren, like the church you're going to, once they start picking and choosing what applies to them and doesn't, you know, and, and cause the church he goes to, you know, is, you know, pro everything. And, and, uh, I was like, as soon as you start doing that, all of the law collapses. Because you know what, Lauren, like even in your your life, like God still doesn't want you to be a liar or riddled with jealousy or greed or, you know, like God calls out all of us in every single way. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and we had a good talk. I don't know where it it ended. Uh, It ended really dumb. Cause we got into dinosaurs of all things. Like he, he was oh, like, he's like, I've always loved, you know, like creation and dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. And and he's like, you know, and I said, you know, I actually went to a Christian scientist, you know, lecture talking about dinosaurs and how that all fits with the Bible. And it wasn't, you know, seventy billion years ago and all this kind of stuff. Like it was actually, you know, you know, like, and I messed up a phrase, so he thinks I'm an idiot. But I said, <laughs> I said they have found. T-Rex and Triceratops bones that have red blood cells still inside of them. And I said, which means, you know, as as they best guess, that um, that they can't be more than 50,000 years old, right? Except what I said was 50 years old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like making this face, you know, like... You know, and I'm like, I'm like, and they have evidence of, you know, this and evidence of this. And he's like still making this face. And I'm like, well, something's off. Like, I said what something did, wrong. Yeah. There. Like, what did I and, I? and he goes, I'm sorry. Did you say 50 years? And I was like, oh, geez, no. 50,000 years. And he's like, oh, OK. And I was like. He thinks I'm an idiot, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, like we got into that and, and I think it ended well, you know, like I, I said, you know, we really need to do a better job of, you know, like at the other end of our street, cause we have a huge long street, they like do little fire pits, you know, and hang out and stuff. And our side doesn't, you know, like, um, and that side doesn't invite us to it. you know, like we'll walk past and we'll be like, Hey, yeah, we're the family down the street there. Right. And they're like, Oh, hi. It's Keep like, moving. yeah, it's like. Anytime you could say, hey, sit down, who are you? You know, like we walk past all the time and they never, and and I was like, we need to do that. And he was like, yeah, we need to do that. You know, so, you know, I think, and I think there's a chance, you know, that the conversations can continue mm-hmm. and, um, but he asked where the church was and, and, uh, and I told him and, and so, um, he said, you know, I might have to check it out. And I was like, anytime you can sit with us, you know, like, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's important for my kids to see too, that, you know, look, we say, we we say we believe in the Bible and we call this sin, but this is how we treat people. Yeah. This is how we treat people. You know, um, we're always, it's not our job to condemn. It's our, it's our job to connect them to Jesus Mm -hmm. and let him do his work, you know? So, um, we're going to stand on the truth, but it's not my job to be like, Hey buddy, you know, like repent. Yeah. Now it's my job to be like, look, you know, that's what the Bible says. Mm. And, but the Bible calls us all out in every single way. Yeah. You know? So I forget how we got on that.
1: Well, you were saying that, um, I have opportunities to, to get in relationship with people but because I don't have that
0: pastor tag. Right. But yeah, as soon as I said the pastor, you know, to him, like I could see him like,
1: yeah, you see A straight, you know, people straighten up. The wall starts to build up. And I've
0: talked about my other neighbor. You know, like the day I told him, you know, he literally went straight faced and like just backed up and Mm -hmm. went back to his dog. Didn't say a word. And I was like, well, that's how that's going to go. And and I do feel like one of the advantages that you have, um, and and one of the things I love about you is like you can get into places I can't Mm -hmm. get because there'll be people that like kind of are on the fringe, you know. And I'm like, hey, Aaron, will you will you go get lunch with them? And like. You go and get lunch, and it's like four hours later, and they love you and all that. If I ever texted them was like, hey, can we go get lunch? They'd be like, oh, my gosh, what does Pastor want? Oh, I'm sure he's going to do that. You know, like, but you, they're like, yeah, I'll get lunch with Aaron. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, is we're after the same thing, right. you and I. <laughs> but, but you are much more approachable than I am.
1: Yeah, and I, th- and I think it's not, it's not that you're not, well, you know this, but for everybody else listening, it's not that you're not approachable. Or personable, it's that it's a natural response to people. Yeah, they don't they don't want to reveal to you their yeah. imperfections. Yep, their
0: um, which is so foibles. weird. I'm literally every week acknowledging that I know your your you have your imperfections. Yeah, but yeah, people do. They they don't want pastor to know.
1: Well, and that's I think that goes for some people outside the church um, as well. Is they think that the people that are going to church think that they're all they're righteous and they're perfect yeah. and everybody else outside's not. Yeah. And, and that's not correct. <laughs> that's not correct. It's, uh, believers are imperfect people. Mm-hmm. Um, believers, uh, need, uh, reconciliation. They need a savior and, uh, they need, um, to be held accountable mm-hmm. for their behaviors and their actions and their lifestyles, uh, just like anybody else. And, um, and so it's it's not that you don't. In fact, the people that I talk to, the people who I talk to, say regularly that that is one of, if not the main reason that they're at Grace Hill, is because you're real, mm. you're real, mm-hmm. and um, and so that that goes to speak of just you know just your your personality and your approach to to ministry but it is, uh, I think it's a lot easier, uh, certainly for, um, for people to be a little more revealing to me in a friendly type of a relationship, less guarded. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, you know, um, sitting down with a pastor who counsels people for a living. I mean, that's part of what you do. And I
0: mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I want to be friends with everyone. Um, but it's hard to be friends with everyone. Because at times you have to be their pastor, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's hard to take off one hat and put on the other. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: in, in the middle of a conversation.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and it's hard for me too to balance that. You know, of like I don't want every time we hang out it to turn to this. You know, like because I, I found that to be hard with you know just my own friendships here here. Mm-hmm. You know, is um, some of my well, yeah, all of my closest friendships. Are people at like Grace Hill? And when we hang out, at some point, it turns to Grace Hill. You yeah. know, and it's like, so what What should we do about this? And how, you know, it's like, if I had a friend that wasn't at Grace Hill, we wouldn't be talking about this. Right. You know, we'd be talking about sports and all the friend. you know, like. um, So so it is hard to have um, friendships, I think, as a pastor, because you're always pastor, you know. And I think pe- people would
1: probably find themselves... Um, not intentionally, but just naturally on guard right. around you. Right. It's like, oh, well, I can't say, I can't talk about that. Right. I can't make that joke. <laughs> <Can I?
0: laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you get those people that are like, you're like, you probably shouldn't make yeah, that yeah, joke to your right. pastor. <laughs> like you should be a little more guarded. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, the friendship thing for a pastor. It's hard, um, you know, because you, you all are always pastor, you know. Yeah. And- like, uh, it was interesting. I was doing wedding counseling, pre-wedding counseling, you know, and they were like, so, like, are you going to stay at the reception? Or are you? And I was like, nah, I usually eat and leave, you know. Like, nobody wants their pastor around when they're having a wedding reception. And they were like, well, no, we, we didn't mean that. And it's like, no, I I get it. Like, <laughs> I get it. You know, it's awkward for me, yeah, when you're, you know, two bottles in and yeah, <laughs> and you're doing the garter toss. <laughs> you know, um and, and that's why it, it and that's why I think um it it's good for pastors to have um to to be in relationship with other pastors, you know, cuz yeah. there's not a lot of people that understand the The challenges that come with that. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's, you can, there's isolation, you know, you can be on your own Island. Um, You, you take on, you take on everybody else's problems, everyone else's problems and issues and Mm -hmm. difficulties in life. And, and you have to, you hold that, you protect that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, um, (laughs) there's that aspect of it. Um, But, we all know that that there's significant burnout of pastors significant in, in our church body but also you know probably across the board oh, yeah, massive and um i i would i encourage people um to pray for your pastors um pray for them to be encouraged um uh, pray for them to to feel supported and loved and uh and just the power, the power of that, you know, your, your pastor is always praying with you and for you, Mm -hmm. but that needs to be returned because you're a human. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a huge job. It's a, it's a massive responsibility. And, um, and, and for the sake of your health and your family and Mm -hmm. and all that like it's important for people to 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 hold you in prayer and and brady too i mean that guy's a ticking time bomb we gotta (laughs) we gotta lift that guy up right
0: (laughs) yeah no but i i I do think it's interesting you know brady and i meet weekly to kind of talk about the ministry and Mm -hmm. as he's in this program we have to talk about things and Mm -hmm. um and and i think there's there's just kind of that mentorship of like yeah this is kind of how it works you know like um you're gonna you're gonna see some light it, it's gonna impact your relationships it's, yeah. you know the more you get into this role like it is gonna change some of your rela- it's gonna change how some of your family treats you it's gonna change yeah. how you know like you're just it, that's the crazy thing is um 24 7 you're always pastor mm-hmm. you're always pa- it, it's not you know the accountant that gets to walk home and he's not accountant anymore mm-hmm. He's got, like You're always pastor, you know, like just the other day having a conversation with one of my friends, you know, and he's talking about his daughter and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, this is pastor time. Let me me change my hat real quick. I I thought we were, you know, just Just catching up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then you have to wonder, like, is he, is this just friend time or is this, you know, like, where am I? But yeah, 24 seven, you're always pastor. Yeah. Like even in my own house, (laughs) always, you know. I'm always pastor, you know, like my kids, you know, uh, my wife, they, they expect that of me, Yeah, you know, like you, you are to be above reproach. You are to lead us in this way. You are to, you know, you know, dad, you're not allowed to get angry. (laughs) You know, you're not allowed to lose your your temper because, you know, for the 10th time somebody, you know, knocked something off the wall playing baseball downstairs, you know, like, you know, it's, it's interesting. You can be
1: angry. You just have to be slow to it.
0: Right, you got get there. It's going to be a slow, my burn. righteous anger. Yes, <laughs> You're right. so um,
1: I think Brady will be. Um, you know, he's got such an ability to listen and yes. be still and calm mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who who um, is in need of of uh, of counseling.
0: Um, he's going to be a great counselor. Oh my gosh, a great counselor. He just he's
1: a guy, nobody, nobody questions whether or not he cares. No, nobody questions whether or not, um, he's authentic and genuine and really, um, cares about the person right in front of them. I got yeah. a message from a friend today, a guy who's, who's really like, he's one of those guys, Tim Nordquist. Is who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I he, know. he sends me stuff almost daily and, um, I'm just going to read it quick because <clears throat> Yeah, while you're figuring out what God's plan is for your life, just go love everybody. That's the plan, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that Brady, he
0: um, embodies the that.
1: Con- he's the consummate no. um, definition. Of like he, whoever, whomever's in front of that guy, mm-hmm. he's locked in and focused in on he that is. person. Where I'm like, maybe later. Well, no, it, it <laughs> is
0: funny how that plays out on Sunday because you know, like I'm I'm looking at the whole group. And I'm like, okay, we. I need to get over there. I need to greet these people. Mm-hmm. I need to, you like, you know, and, and, hey, you know, keep moving because I need to say hi to everybody. And, you know, like, da, da, da. and then, like, I look over and Brady's, like, in a one-on-one. And then I look over and Brady's in a different one-on-one. One. And then he's in a different one. Like, he, that's, but that's his wheelhouse, man. Yeah, and people seek him and, out
1: because of that. Right. You know, because they know whether they, they know it in their head. Like, he is a guy you can talk to. He is. Yeah.
0: Yep. Great guy. By the way, where
1: is he? It seems like. He's in St. Louis
0: this week. Oh, he is. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, The whole week, right?
0: Whole week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's at training. He's got his class in St. Louis. This is, isn't this crazy? So if you haven't appreciated how incredible Brady is, think about this. He's a year and a half into this program, right? To Mm -hmm. be a pastor. This week is his first preaching class. Like the, the guy was an optometrist. And I just like said, Hey, start writing a sermon and I'm I'll help you on this. Yeah. Like he's never had a preaching class. He's never like stopped and studied and you know like he's had me to like be like, "Hey, here's what you should do. Here's, you know, some ideas." But basically I just told him like, "Pick some preachers you like, listen to them, and and then like learn. Like yeah. what do they do? How do they set it up? You know, how do they intro something? How do they what's what kind of stories do they Add to it, you know, do you have a story similar to that, you know, that can, that can, you know, work with Back that together, and, make it personal. you know, yeah. And you know, what, what points do they pull out of that? How did they think of that? You know, like, I'm just like, learn from other good preachers. I think yeah. that's the best way to learn, but he is taking today his first preaching class in a year and a half.
1: He should go in there and be like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I know I got it.
0: He's been, yeah, but it's just crazy. Like, I, I think that should be one of the first classes not a year and a half in. So, but yeah, well, but that's I, what he's yeah, working not on.
1: A, not every church is uh, is like Grace Hill where no. you're, you just kind of throw them right in the fire.
0: Yeah. Like get well, after it. it. Well, and I think all the better now. To have a oh, year and a sure. half of preaching under your belt yeah. and now as you take this class, you go, yep, I've done that. Or hey, you know, like I'll add that, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah.
1: Sean, you know, when Sean, when Pastor Sean and I started that service um, back in 2013, you know he was a year in mm-hmm. to his SMP and then he went from nothing to preaching every single sunday
0: yeah every sunday there's nothing that teaches you like that that's right yeah you're going to learn <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn
1: really quickly um, yeah how to how to how to be effective and and um I'm like that too though i'm sure you, i don't know how you feel but mm-hmm. not like there no matter what it is I'll, if if I don't know how to do something, I will schedule, some, I'll schedule mm-hmm. something on my calendar to say, Just okay, I'm doing, doing it. it that day. Yeah. So whatever I do between now and then, I, either I prepare, I study or I don't, but mm-hmm. that date, it's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good way to learn. And then you get in there and you make mistakes and you learn and you grow and, yes. and you have people say, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you said, don't ever say that. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good for him. St. Louis. Yeah. Ah, beautiful St. Louis.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say this where the seminary is, it's beautiful. It's, really nice, yeah. it's in Clayton. Mm-hmm. And then he stays at this really, really weird, cool hotel um, that's one? right down the street from the seminary, the Cresshire. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's weird and awesome and, you know, like. And then, uh, and I've given them a couple restaurants to always hit up. And Mm -hmm. because St. Louis does have some pretty good food. Mm -hmm. When I lived there, man, great barbecue. Great barbecue. And then they have the hill, it's like, uh, italian immigrants that have come over since like you know the 1800s and you know they've held on to these restaurants and i mean like you just go there and eat and you're just like oh my gosh this is how food (laughs) is is supposed to taste taste."
1: (laughs) like yeah Mm, i can't see i can't even think about it because my wife put me on a diet so
0: yeah you've been looking a little chunky yeah i know stop it ridiculous
1: I was all, I was all geared up for Charleston's, you know, for our, so was I. And then, and then when that didn't work out and she said Stokes, I was flatlined because I thought, Mm -hmm. what am I going to eat? I can't eat chips. I can't eat cheese. I can't eat tortillas. What's a guy going to eat? Yeah. But here I am starving.
0: (laughs) You're withering away right in front of me. I know. Yeah. Look at those pounds shedding right off of you.
1: They're melting off so they can come right back on in 28 days or 25 days or whatever. Yeah. All right. Ah, Well, thanks for the time. Thanks for the message. Uh, We'll go into week three uh, coming up here this weekend and um, tackle another topic.
0: Disciplines. Disciplines, yeah. Yep.
1: So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, As always, Grace Hill is a church in Elkhorn, Nebraska. We meet three times for worship every Sunday, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. here at 20275 Honeysuckle Drive. We have a space for you. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us through our uh, website at Grace Hill, Omaha dot com or through Facebook as well and you can send an instant message that way. Uh, Thanks, Pastor.
0: Yeah, thank you you guys. God bless.